0: Good day, everyone. It is a writer for God checking in. I do pray that you are well and that you've had um, some time to enjoy this glorious sunshine that we have. I don't know about where you're at, but here we've had two days of wonderful, glorious sunshine after all of the rain that we've had, and I do believe that we're having some more rain coming in tomorrow. So I am taking advantage of this beautiful, beautiful weather, and I pray that you are too, even though it's been cold. But hey, the sun is still shining. Hallelujah. So I hope that you're able to get out and get a little bit of sunshine as well. I was reminded of a study that I did, uh, something that Yeshua showed me, a clarification I got on a scripture uh, years back. And so I was reminded about this um, uh, scripture the other day and I wanted to bring it to your attention that is one that we uh, is very much misunderstood misquoted and misused in the church today and many times we hear this said and we gather together in a crowd and we open up a prayer with this very scripture and that is uh, Matthew chapter 18 verse 19 the scripture that says where two or more agree as touching any one thing it shall be done by my father in heaven but you know beloved it is very important so very important that we read the bible and the scriptures in the context in which they were given you know too often we take a scripture just like this one there's hundreds of them and we read into it all sorts of things we we just run off with it by our vain imaginations and guess what we're supposed to do with those vain imaginations that's right cast them down bring them the subject to the spirit of the living god You know, it's very dangerous for us to do that. It's very dangerous for us to just run off with the scripture and just let it go in every direction. You know, that's how you get false teachings and false doctrines. The Bible tells us that to add to or take away from God's word is an absolute no-no. We see this in Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 32. Where he says, whatever I command you, you shall be careful to do. You shall not add to nor take away from it. Why? Because God knows what is best. Remember, he sees, the God who sees, El Roy, the God who sees. So what is happening here in Deuteronomy? God is giving instructions to Israel before they're going to enter into the land which God is giving them to to possess. It is a land that is full of false gods and idol worship. As a matter of fact, the people there were even sacrificing their own children to these gods by throwing them into the fire. And Elohim is warning his people, he's telling them of the dangers that are there to be very careful To do everything as he commands you to do, do not add to nor take away from the things that he has given you to do, that it may go well with them and their families in the land that they are going in to possess. In other words, he's trying to keep them from getting caught up in the snare of the enemy. So, by being very careful to obey everything he has given them to do. Now, also in Revelation, we see the same thing. We see John the Revelator... Who has been given a vision of things to come a prophecy that no one should add to nor take away from the book now church it is very sad to say that we have been guilty of this very thing yes we have participated in a lie so that makes us guilty you know even though we aren't the one who came up with the idea yep you got it that old serpent are you shocked yes yes I am sure you probably were as shocked as I was. I was in awe. I was taken aback when I was shown these things. You know, how many times have we taken for granted the thought that the scripture we're quoting and the things that we we run around here and everybody say and we're just, you know, gleefully running around and accepting it means exactly what we think it means? Well, in some cases it does but only if we are using it in the manner in which it was given, and for the reason it was given. Aha! And now, I know that threw you for a loop, I'm sure, because it threw me for a loop. Believe you me. You know, the truth is, church, we have been bamboozled yet again. Yep, that old serpent, he has tricked many people with this one, many a congregation, Has he gotten off? But that is his specialty. Remember trickery. He is not the creator. He can't create anything. The only thing he can create is chaos and disorder. You know, if he can get us a little off, get us a little out of the will of God, we are still off and we are still out of the will of God, beloved. So we need to find out what is going on. What was Yeshua teaching here in Matthew chapter 18? Was it about... Getting everything we ask in the Father's name? No. Let's go back to context. context. Let's look at Matthew chapter 18 and see exactly what is happening here. I'm going to take a short break. I'm going to get me a sip of water and uh, run and grab your Bibles and turn to Matthew chapter 18. And when I come back, we're going to read and we're going to find out what is going on here. So we'll take a short break, and I'll be right back. Well, okay, beloved, we are back, and we are going to, if you had uh, an opportunity to to grab your Bible, let's go to Matthew chapter 18. Let's start in verse 15, okay? And we're just going to find out. What is going on here? What is Yeshua talking about? So let's start in verse 15. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. Well, wait, what? I thought we were talking about touching and agreeing. Okay, we're going to get to that in just a moment. Verse 16. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again, so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. Sound familiar? mm mm-hmm. Verse 17. If the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church. Then if he or she won't accept the church's decision, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt Tax collector, oh boy, yeah, we're going to come back to that one in a second. I tell you the truth whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Here we go, verse 19. I also tell you this if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. Verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together as my followers, I am there among them. Okay, so. Let me take you to verse um, 17 here real quick. I just wanted to point this out really quick. That a person who will not listen to the church then is supposed to be uh, treated as a pagan or a corrupt (laughs) tax collector. Whoa! Okay, Washington, listen up. IRS, corrupt corrupt tax collector. Uh Uh-huh. So, we'll get back to that later. That's another subject. But, so what is... Yeshua talking about what is the subject he says if your brother sins against you go and show him his fault just between the two of you have you ever had somebody that um, you know had spoken ill of you had said something wrong about you or I'm sure we all have and whether you are in the church or out of the church we've had people that uh, heard us And that do wrong against us. Well, I'm sure you have because we all have, you know. So, but remember that we are not to run to the world with it. We're not to be those busybodies. We're not to run and just tell everybody our business. We are to confront the person in love and try to work it out. Yeshua said, if he listens to you, you have won your brother over. But if they will not listen, then you take one or two others along as a witness. Why? So every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. So, what is the subject here in Matthew chapter 18? What is the subject? The subject is not about anything we ask God, but it's about a brother. Or a church member who has sinned. And here's a little side note. Not everybody is your brother, beloved. And that's something else we're going to tackle one day. But the subject here in Matthew chapter 18 is correcting a fellow believer. Yeah. Yeshua is teaching his disciples something that is so often neglected today in the church, and that is church discipline. You know, that's why we have congregations running amok, people doing everything and anything, and calling it God. No, uh uh-uh. You can't just act any old way. You can't just go into church looking like the world smelling like the world, talking like the world, dressing like the world, and expect God to be pleased with it. It doesn't work that way. Get back to your Bible. Get back to biblical teaching. And no, I'm not talking to someone who is a new believer who doesn't know any better. I'm talking to the church. Okay? So, number one, we have established now a couple of problems with this common use of this passage in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Number one, we have totally taken it out of the context in which it was given. Number two, we have used it to try to apply it to all sorts of prayers and things we're asking. Number three, we have used it to manipulate God. Ouch! And you know what manipulation is? It's as the sin of witchcraft. So if we have ever done this, beloved, we must repent of it. We must get it under the blood and we just simply don't do it again. It's very simple. So again, what is the subject? The subject here that Yeshua is teaching on is church discipline. It's not a hodgepodge of prayers. It's not just anything you bring to god in the power of agreement he's going to do no yeshua said that if you have a brother who sins against you then you need to go to him and you need to try to work it out if he refuses to acknowledge his own fault then you are to bring one or two more witnesses to help you work things out so including you that would make two or three witnesses right you recognize that phrase i'm sure you do because not only is it repeated in this these verses but it comes from the old older testament in deuteronomy Chapter 19, verse 15, that says legal cases needed to have two or three witnesses to establish a matter. And just as a side note, beloved, we are, as believers, are not supposed to take our issues with one another to secular courts. That is a no, no, not the way God intended it to be. We are to work them out with the church's help. And that's another subject that we'll get into one day as well. Now, back to Yeshua's story. If the sinning brother did not make things right in the presence of two or three witnesses, then the case was to be brought before the church. If he refused to listen to the church's decision, then he was to be thrown out of the congregation. Wow, I know that sounds harsh in our day because precious few churches actually practice discipline as Yeshua instructed. But that is, nonetheless, that is what we are commanded to do, and that is why we have all sorts of things going on in the body of believers today that shouldn't be happening, because there is no accountability. There's no true leadership in the church. So, beloved, in Matthew chapter 18, it is with this mindset That Yeshua said that the Father would grant the request of two or more who gather together in his name and who are in agreement. Agreement with what? On disciplining the Aaron brother. That's what this passage is about. And yet so many of us have used it as though Yeshua has promised to answer our every whim or every prayer that we throw out there about anything and everything. When it's offered individually or whether we're bound together in the power of agreement in a group? Well, we just found out that is not the case. It's nowhere close. So, beloved, this is just another example of how taking scriptures out of context leaves us frustrated, aggravated, and downright mad at God. How many of, how many of us have pitched a hissy, that's a hissy fit, At the fact that we didn't get what we asked for. Oh, can I get a witness? I have. Many times we are asking amiss. Yep. In other words, we are asking in vain. Remember that we have not because we ask not. Yes, uh uh-huh, we're asking. But we have not because we aren't asking according to biblical truth, beloved. See, we have to get back to the basics of biblical truth. And biblical teaching. So let's be sure that we are asking in the right way. Amen. And so we have established that Matthew chapter 18 is about correcting an er- erring brother. It's not about uh, we can touch and agree on anything that we choose. No, no. We have to take the Word of God in the context in which it was giving, And then you will see your prayers get answered according to the word of God. So, and this scripture also brings out another uh, study that I want to do That go, that is about binding and loosing. Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. But you know what? Don't worry. It's all good when Adonai is in it, amen, because he's going to show us the way. He's going to show us the truth. As a matter of fact, as a matter of truth, he already has. And so I hope this has helped you open your eyes to just one of those things that the enemy has used to get us off track and get us off kilter, and so we can get back into the will of God again if you want to read more about issues like this that are that is plaguing the church today that has rendered her powerless get the book arise sleeping giant your slumber is over i'm telling you it will blow your mind at the things that we have believed over the past decade and beyond so i hope that you have enjoyed this message and until next time many blessings to you and shalom